0: I really did. I lost 100 pounds. I changed who I thought I was on a whim of thinking that something might work better.
1: Get inspired. Transform your life. Welcome
2: to Best Interest Radio.
1: All right, so today on the podcast, we have Rachel, who was introduced be- introduced to me by um, Leonie, who is my girlfriend, and she's known Rachel for a number of years, and uh, from my understanding, Rachel has been through quite the number of transformations in her own life, Probably, and yeah. uh, as I always say, you know, we're always continually growing and transforming, if we're on Earth anyway. And uh, it sounds like she's an expert in the field. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself? work sure, Because yeah. that, that's kind of all I know. But I know you lost a lot of weight like I yeah, did. Yeah. And... But
0: the weight is kind of... It was a side effect of yeah. some just really positive uh, ch- like risk-taking, I would say, in uh, changing my mindset. Yes. But just for fun, to be honest. The, 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 the changes that I made... We're at a dark time, like in really changing how I thought, but yeah. things were, I was, I was learning to challenge life a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and so certain things I felt interested in seeing what they would be like, what life would be like without or yeah. differently. And so I just kind of put out a few challenges. I went to university late, studied social work yes. and I, uh, well, okay. What are the... <sighs> I'll say first and foremost <laughs> that the thing we'll Oops. deal with is too much information. Oh, that's okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fundamental
0: yeah. and not it won't be hard to see. Yeah. But that is the, the actual the reason for the for for why I'm here to talk in the first place. Yes, yeah. Exactly. I have I grew up uh, with neurological this what we would consider neurological disease as a kid. Yeah. I have Tourette syndrome. Yeah. which was the first installation, which started with ticks, and then progressed uh, into other neurological symptoms yeah. that are connected to Tourette's syndrome.
1: So, like, what neurological symptoms? Because I think for the audience's purpose, I mean, I don't think a lot of people really know much about Tourette's. I mean, yeah. it's a rare thing, number one. Yeah. I mean, I was diagnosed with Tourette's. Which is, uh, um,
0: I, like, when you said that out loud, I just wanted to jump and yeah, kick my heels because and, it's such an isolated condition. It's such some... Very, something you really grow up feeling like you're the only person on earth with. That's been, it, that was my experience.
1: I actually didn't even know it was a thing until I told it to my psychiatrist years mm. ago, just randomly. Like, yeah. I wasn't even, I didn't even know why I was telling it to him. Yeah, yeah. And because I, like, I, I twitched my eyes all the time. Mm-hmm. I would blink randomly, and mm. I think it was like a, a coping mechanism for anxiety, and it was mm. like an OCD. Type. I don't even know. Mm. I just did it and uh but i look back and i kind of had more understanding of it and Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen to me anymore after i sort of got rid of my ocd tendencies Mm -hmm. and like the uh the battle in my mind that i will go through because i would notice it would happen um during times when of confusion Mm -hmm. and times of anxiety and Mm -hmm. times when i was like contemplating things in my head a lot and resistance and, and like party. one yes resistance mm-hmm. and also the, the feeling the need to control totally yeah and
0: that's it like for me the resistance is the control yeah. like i'm li- i'm literally embattled in my body when i can feel that and i i, I totally understand what you're saying yeah. that. and sort of neurological there's a depth to that
1: yeah. I always like to highlight, sorry, so, I always like to highlight phrases, that's a really good one, is resistance is the control, like, mm. a lot of people don't realize that, like, when you resist something, you're actually trying to control it, right? Totally, and totally. Va- and vice versa. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, and the thing is, is yeah. like, for me, like, Tourette's, uh, it's it's an imbalance of the, the, the way, and en- or imbalance, the way energy's felt, it's a different way energy is experienced mm-hmm. in the body, between the brain and the rest of the intuition of the body, right? It's, yeah. The relationship is different. So, I act different. I act more impulsive in some ways. I say things out of out of time in different ways. and yeah. so there's just a different rhythm to this neurology. yeah I've grown to kind of relate to it with the concept of neurodiversity in my adulthood mm-hmm. because it, it there's a lot more to it for me than there ever was. But yeah. I relate to the tics as a coping mechanism, just like you do. but okay. if you went through. And sort of the the whole experience of knowing that that's what that was. Well, I had maybe more prominent in those symptoms. I had a lot of tics. I had to stop and shake. Yeah. Like that was what I was doing. That was like one of your Okay, yeah. That's grade three. Yeah. So like, I grew up like an alien yeah. in my own body.
1: You know what, when I was in, that reminds me when I was <laughs> younger. I mean, I, I grew up, just a little history for myself. Um, I grew up and I was the kid that was the class clown, mm-hmm. the class disturber, and I was the kid that I was diagnosed with ADHD mm-hmm. and I would like throw desks at teachers and mm-hmm. like um, uh, all that stuff mm-hmm. and it kind of progressed as I got older um, throughout high school and throughout high school my anger and my sort of attention thing got a little bit better probably because mm. i smoked too much weed mm. which might have contributed to other problems and started drinking and stuff too mm. and uh when i was 19 i was diagnosed with bipolar adhd ocd and mm. tourettes um but when i think back to when i was younger and i think uh, i don't know if it was my psychiatrist years ago that mentioned this or somebody else like him said that um when i was younger i used to like flip my hair Mm-hmm. All the time, like this. Yeah. And they said that's like a form of like stress. It is. It's like a, and it's, to me, it was like a coping thing. Mm. It was like, it makes you feel better.
0: I know, right? It's a release of that. It's a, so yeah. I always equate it to like if you shook a pop bottle, right? You shake yeah. it while there's pressure, you release it. That's a tick. Yeah. Right? So I, I only later, much, much, much later, did I start to realize. Now, I can't speak for others in the sense that I can't tell what an autistic person... So, and and uh, I want to say I'm going through a lot of personal stress yeah. and I struggle with uh, labels. I don't like them for anybody. I like human. Yes. So I my brain doesn't do well with them. Mm-hmm. And so I will say the wrong labels. I'll make mistakes. And so I just want a blanket statement that I can't... Unless, it's unless somebody wants to correct what I say on the podcast and wants to help me understand how it can be done differently and also forgive me for maybe making the same mistake again, is that the way we call people, the things that we decide they are, doesn't necessarily fit into my way of thinking very well. So, like... I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to call somebody with autism, but I consider myself somebody with those traits sometimes, yes. right? So, yeah, yeah. so I'm just wanting to say that so that I, so it's, and that's how I have to contextualize because I get misunderstood so much because I express myself in a way that's a bit backwards to what people are used to. Because mm. in learning to communicate in a socially appropriate way, I had to do it backwards. And there were pieces that m- were missing, okay? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is really important for me. So yeah. anyway, I got off track. There's a tangent for you. Well, no, But I want to just have that as a statement so that the people that are listening, if they hear something and they get, like they feel like they should hear something better or different,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I in my communication style, and what I'm doing right now is I'm representing, yeah. I'm modeling the way communication can be created
1: yes i like that okay and
0: and how what i want to do with my work in the community as a neurodiverse adult who grew up with a different system of dealing with these symptoms and who became a woman dedicated to her family very distracted from what she needed but focused and capable but like now that i'm in a transformational time of my own where i'm now chief of my own home it's really really important for me so okay that oh I got distracted look at this Um, okay what I'm what I'm doing is trying to help I'm in an accentuated stress time and I can't relate well to those labels so I'm not at my best and I would express that so that people could hear that I will make mistakes but I want people to correct me so that I know what they need Yes. I don't need them. Like there's a there's a piece where we always seem to be in discord like where I'm always misunderstood. Yeah. But anyway, so that's too much. So then I've there's
1: No, that was really good. I, I made I, myself I, nervous I trying to explain that. <laughs> no. That was really good. You said a lot of good things there. Okay. But I I really relate to what you were saying oh, about how like you're not you're not a person who does well with labels. I don't. Now, no. <laughs> I I can like totally relate because growing up like I told you about my past, I was that kid who always got in trouble at school. I, I got I only got ex- officially expelled once the last two weeks of school. Yeah. But, and then my mom actually took me out of school one year because I, I really had a hard time, like, with um, authority and my, t- my teachers and stuff. And some of them were nice to me, and the ones who weren't really were not nice to me type thing. Yeah. And I remember out in trouble school, in school one day. I don't know how old I was. I was probably, like, 10 or 12 years old if I had to guess. Mm. And I go home, and I had already seen... I think I must have seen some doctors and psychiatrists and stuff at that point because um, I go home and I speak to my wise old grandfather who's a very wise man and he's like I don't know, talking to me about how I got in trouble at school I forget what it was I did mm. but I, I was suspended that's why I was home I would stay home with my grandparents mm-hmm. for, for the day
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he was like, oh it was because I had it's because I have ODD I said mm. and he said to me And I'll never forget this. Like, it was the way he said it and the way he looked at me. He was like, son, there's a name for everything these days. Mm -hmm. He's like, the fact is, you did something wrong, and you don't own up to it. Mm. And you need to, like, change and do better next time. Because you can't Mm. go on like this for the rest of your life. Mm. And I was like, and that, like, hit me, like, in a way like it never has before. Obviously, it impacted me to this day because I'm still talking about it. But um, as I got older and I got diagnosed with my conditions like I fit the traits of somebody with bipolar mm. I fit the uh, traits in the spectrum of somebody with depression, anxiety, OCD mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. and um, now I don't mm-hmm. but I mean in some aspects I do mm. but like, of the bipolar for example the, the grandiosity some might say I still have that mm. but I mean number one it's definitely not extreme mm. and number two all the things and all the big ideas I have, mm-hmm. I actually just I actually just do them. Mm. Like I I just put the work in and mm. I make it happen. Mm-hmm. I lost the weight. I have a podcast now. <laughs> I my band's doing really well. My mm. my business for massage therapy is doing really well. And like that feels great. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff I'm creating like that's doing really well. And so like, is that even on the spectrum? I mean, there you can like, I think each and every one of us on Earth is on the spectrum of something. Absolutely. And you're either like more on like than one person over another Mm. or you're not. And
0: that's it. I think that's the thing is we really limit ourselves when we yes. start to use language to describe our experiences in yes. ways that are limiting. Yeah. And I think that's a big piece of my transformation is in learning that the way I speak and describe, and I'd say even fundamental leading up to the biggest transformations that I'm I'm, I'm finding myself in now. Yeah. Because uh, I guess what, and maybe... There's a gendered thing here, too, that, that's very, very different. The, the the girls who grew up with these same symptoms have a totally different relationship with their communities, right? Yeah. Like, there's expectations that come into a gendered look at who someone is expected to be and how they're supposed to act. Yes. And so there's this sort of, there's really a difference in how the youth... So it's funny to hear some of what you share. I'm trying to remember everything you said about sharing, like about being... Uh, in school, the ODD, the, the, in your relationship with teachers and all that, yes. the relationship with the the, the the girls on the spectrum seems to be almost opposite in the fact that they seem to just conform and tuck behind a veil of yeah. conformity. Like a, that good, like, and so they seem to be the ones that are carrying a lot within the family, a lot of caregiving, a lot on their plate, a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm wondering and curious and mm-hmm. concerned about how much of that is happening behind closed doors. For women who don't necessarily know or see that they might have uh, something to share that's bigger and wider, yeah. uh, and that might represent something that they've never considered before that they have to add, so there's there's a lot of there's a big difference in how the spectrum of symptoms that we associate with. Yeah. So language changes everything. Language is how we talk to each other about yes. who we are, and I've noticed a, a big difference, and sometimes even. I think maybe that some of the men, I don't know if that's a fair thing to say, but some of the traits that we associate with the multitasking, the adventure, the adrenaline, it seems to coincide fairly easily with masculinity. Yeah. You know, the spectrum of symptoms that you're louder, you're, you know what I mean? Like, you're not necessarily coordinated, you're, For, the grace factor isn't always there. And I'm not, like, yeah. sh- I'm not shitting on men, but, like, massively. Well, there's testosterone there, right? like, you know, which,
1: which is, you know, that, that sparks more aggressive. And, right. And like, so, not necessarily aggressiveness, but more, like, go out and kill a bear with your bare hands right or like, like,
0: like the athletic side and that yeah. yeah so there there just seems to be a, a more natural flow of the, yeah. and I'm not saying there aren't men and and, and that yeah. suffer with society and ADHD and all the rest but I'm very interested yeah. in conversations about the spectrum and now keep in mind Tourette's spectrum. was yeah. the diagnosis that I have yeah. When I was diagnosed with Tourette's in the 90s, they were fitting autism under the Tourette's umbrella. Oh, yeah. Right? It was the yeah. Tourette's spectrum. Yeah. Late 80s. It's evolved over time, right? Yeah. It wasn't even... The condition isn't even psychiatric in its origins. It was considered neurological. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved into a discussion on psych, psychiatry mm-hmm. and, and, and seeing it as a psychiatric condition. but. It, it it's the same condition essentially as parkinson's mm-hmm. but it's the the very like it's opposite yeah. right the, the the imbalance is just different so yeah. the tremors are different it's is what i was told yeah. you so, know when i was diagnosed yeah. but anyway the, 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 there's the... a gendered sort of experience that so, i hope to kind of get more in-
1: like the gen, like how it differentiates, like somebody with.
0: Tech- well, you think about these like CEOs that are doing the startup lifestyle, and they're yeah. doing family life, and they're doing innovative things with their their sort of hierarchies, and they're yeah. splitting salaries to make sure everybody gets what they need, and they're you know they're thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are neurodiverse type people. They're they're creating new platforms. They're creating new ways to do business. I mean, that kind of tends to be the type of person that's pushing that forward is. Somebody that's got abstract thinking and they're, you know, they're yeah. they're innovative and yeah. there's a lot of neurodiversity involved in that type exactly. of work. Yeah. So it's that's I see that I'm curious about how we may have taken interest in these traits, but not from a female perspective. And so, I want to try to help. Ask the question: Is are do we have visionary women? uh just sort of waiting or or not necessarily aware of the fact that their ability to juggle a lot might also have been missed essentially in the sort of public environment the economic space Mm -hmm. and they may not even consider that they would want to be uh focusing on a career aspect uh, of their life or contributing in maybe visionary ways to things i only say that because that's who i was yeah
2: (laughs) exactly and
0: i mean i love my family i love the work i've done I've, i've i've spent like years committed to being home and educating at home with my son and doing you know what I could to 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 use our family resources wisely, yeah. but I am very very interested in liberating innovative thinking people who may not understand that the transformation that they wonder about or yeah. they wonder they might you know some people might wonder what the heck happened to me you know because I really did I lost a hundred pounds I changed who I thought I was on a whim think of thinking that something might work better
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing to me i remember you telling me on the phone how like when you (sighs) you you were 100 pounds heavier so yeah i was
0: 100 pounds heavier but that became i needed to get out of my home when we were having stress and so how long
1: ago was that that
0: was in 2016 15 2015
1: 16 or so okay So like and, four or five years ago. Yeah. yeah. So uh,
0: I was just sort of needing a space for myself and to get some air after the long day, and so I started to walk. Then I just I love to challenge myself. Always have. I was around like now the weight doesn't really matter, but like I was I was severely overweight. Yeah. Okay. And that was literally just sort of a building on of layers to protect myself. It, it Now that I see it, it, it really was a way to, to distance myself from others and to keep myself, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I agree <clears> with that <throat> too. In the, like I was 100, 115 pounds heavier mm-hmm. and I see it as like a protection thing totally. too. And I hear other people mention that as well. Mm. That it's like you're carrying emotions physically and you're, you you created this protective barrier of physical flesh around you Mm. to protect you yeah and then like for me i mean i like i told you it's a physical representation of what transformed internally Mm. and i started to heal of all my emotional crap Mm. all the stuff that caused me to exhibit the symptoms and traits of somebody on the bipolar depression Mm. anxiety ocd spectrum Mm. started to melt away along with the pounds yeah yeah because i put the work in and Mm. i i Eat better exercise mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I learned the power of neuroplasticity. That's
0: it. That word, man. Like, re- seriously. <laughs>
1: rewiring, the, which I'm going to get back to in a second. Totally. Let's talk it's about re-wiring it. Rewiring the brain. Yeah. And I... Like did everything. Like, Surround myself with better people. That's it too. I oh
0: that's the brutal started, that's brutal though, isn't it? When you're in the when you're in that part.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you have to like when you create new habits, yeah. you have to get away from people who are doing the habits you want to get away from.
0: That's it. And right? and, and you have to take responsibility for the direction that you're going. That's exactly and, it. and that's it. And like at a certain point, life hadn't been that easy. No, And I had to look back and take credit for like where I was, like yeah. in all of it. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt if I did. I'm no,
1: sorry. I wanted to get back to like you. So all that stuff with me and different stuff with you, but similar in mm, a way. Quite, yeah. Yeah. So you were hundred pounds heavier mm. and you had well, probably different problems than I did going on mentally, emotionally, you know, different traumas and stuff because mm-hmm. we're different people. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that struck me, what you said to me on the phone when we talked before the podcast was how you started to change how you identified yourself. Mm. Like you literally identified as, as something different and mm. then you started to change. Is that correct? Yeah. So Can you elaborate on that?
0: When I was at the end of my bachelor's, I'm going to try to be really uh, efficient. <laughs> <laughs> when I graduated from my social work degree, yes. I had learned about how the individual response like a relationship with society and how the two are sort of connected in the different yeah. ways and I was taking they medicated kids with Tourette's in the 80s 90s with the same meds that they give to people on schizophrenia uh, who have diagnosed schizophrenia yeah. so it's a, considered an antipsychotic drug
2: yeah. and
0: the side effect of this drug treats the symptoms of Tourette's which are the ticking mm-hmm. so the blocking of the dopamine In that drug is a side effect it doesn't actually it's a sort of added feature of these drugs which goes and the way it blocks the dopamine usually stops the ticking but for me it took my ability to connect with nature away it took my ability Mm. to understand the depth of my experience away and it really affected my adolescence so Mm. I didn't necessarily have a normal relationship with the community and or nature at that time and it's a developmental time right like you're deciding who you are you're looking back at the experience in adolescence and when you read like I I can't quote people (laughs) but when you study development the adolescent stage is when you look back yeah and you essentially form your identity going forward Mm -hmm. and it's the rejection right of the things you don't want to carry with you and the adoption of who you're going to be and so that It's essential for human beings to go through this Mm -hmm. transition in order to establish that identity. Now, not everybody's identity necessarily correlates with how society sees them, right? And that's how we, in social work, it's like, I was completely, I, I didn't understand how in disagreement I was with society about who I was and why
2: hmm
0: so as I started to explore these things I decided I would stop taking the the drug I wanted to know more about the purest parts of myself mm-hmm. and one day I forgot to take my pill and I don't know why I felt like I understood myself better Interesting. just a flash wow. okay so I forgot pills I also, at the same time, somebody handed me... Actually, it's a it's a friend, a, a long-time friend, and somebody that I keep on what I call my liberation squad, okay? And they're relationships that are no longer, and there's relationships that will never, ever perish. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that taught me the most important lessons about how to be a good person.
2: Yeah.
0: So... The person that gave me this book, which was a book written by sort of a rogue psychiatrist in the United States that said, your drug might be your problem. And so I read about this drug and what it was doing to my mind and how...
1: The book on a specific drug? It was a
0: book that touched on all psychiatric drugs and looked at how they affect Mm. you and what the withdrawal is. And Mm. so my choice was to cease to take the drug after I had been through my degree and sort of had an understanding that there's probably a major sort of influence that this drug was having on my life. And so the transfer, that was probably the first major transformation Mm -hmm. that I went through, Mm -hmm. which was from being disconnected from myself to reconnecting and just a flash like that. I would say, I met a really cool naturopath around that time who described me as an onion as well. Yeah. So that imagery came into my my world. Yeah. And I started to want to peel back.
1: Yeah, peel back the layers. Totally. Yeah.
0: And I was a very... And,
1: and cry as you do it. <laughs> totally crying yeah. as I do Just it. It's like onions. And I'm like,
0: crap, how many yeah. more layers is there? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But anyway. Um, so as I start... To, to explore a different way of seeing spirituality and seeing yeah. myself as a spiritual being because I had always yeah. been Christian. Yeah. And I then had to transition away from, not away from Christianity, but away from limiting myself to Christianity yes. as far as the spiritual expression of mm-hmm. myself. And that was hard mm-hmm. because salvation is like, you know, you've got it made. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah You're like, so. yeah. no, man, I'm Christian. I got it. I'm bought with yeah. blood. Yeah. I've got this yeah. i got to be a good person so and i got to show up on Sunday mm-hmm. i got to make sure i got enough food to feed a whole other family because that's what the potluck requires and i got to represent at the altar call but you know what that's how I felt about it it felt ingenuous I didn't like how church felt yeah. it didn't feel real enough to me Yeah. so it, it just ended up being something that I also needed to understand differently and I pursued that and I learned a lot more Once I finished studying social work, I started to study philosophy because I was asked questions about who I was in my degree, and I really wanted to know the truth. I wanted to know who I was.
1: Did you major in philosophy? No, I didn't. I don't have any
0: formal philosophy education. You did it on your own? I did.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: what philosophy helped me to do, and I've been all around. I've been down the Krishnamurti, because my professor at University of Moncton was phenomenal. Yeah. And I was terrified of him at first, like everything. I'm afraid of everything, and then I just get over it. It doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. I get over it, yeah. you know? But I'm just like, he was so advanced, it seemed, anyway, in his thinking. And his questions were like, cu- about culture. About how do we decide, like, how do we decide who we are and why as, yeah. as a group of people? What is culture and what does it do? And, like, the thing is... That's really the major catalyst for me in transformation about even that, maybe even probably the most prominent neuroplastic moment of my life was when I looked my own culture in the mirror,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and started to understand that there were big parts of who I was that I didn't understand. I think I got off track.
1: No, you're on track. I'm on track. Yeah, you're talking about your... The Christianity, right. So and how you got, so religion. you started to discover philosophy. right. So I, just so part of your identity okay. that you're changing.
0: true. Now, here's a really interesting question, I guess, a point of yeah. interest. Yeah. When I had to transition from my 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 past, feminism also came into my world. So I started to understand social work with a feminist perspective yeah. and started to see everything from a gendered lens. And once you start that shit, you do not stop that yeah. stuff. You see it. Because yeah. it's everywhere, All mm-hmm. right. So when you really start to internalize feminism, it's really hard to not understand it and to see it and, yeah. and to kind of carry it, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I also think, and put a little bit of thing, feminism is a lot better for guys than guys understand. Yeah. And I want to try to... To help guys understand feminism better, that's yeah, another thing yeah, that's really important. The true to me.
1: authentic feminism the, the, is. Like... It's
0: not been it. It doesn't like the same way. Some things don't work well for women in society. Feminism doesn't work well for men in society. Yeah. So we just need to be able to find a way to translate it so that the resistance isn't there. Yeah. I really hope I can do that because I am a little bit of a nerd about yeah. information, yeah. and I think if guys understood what feminism really is at its core. Yeah. Without the sort of radical nature of how it gets changed and becomes an agenda, mm-hmm. is that fundamentally freedom is acquired mm-hmm. when we can actually see how we discriminate each other. And I am learning a ton from guys right now. So anyway, but... Uh,
1: well, I was going to say, just to add to that, really, <laughs> like I mean, people judge so quick and they tend to stigmatize everything. So. <laughs> It's uh, true enough. I mean, we're all working together, people like you and I, to end stigmatization. And, totally. And the quick judgments. But so go that, ahead with it. The...
0: So the quick judgments is a huge piece in the experience of being yeah. on the spectrum. So that's yeah. major. Uh, the uncomfortable conversations don't yeah. not happen in my world. Yeah. So it's easy for me to talk about whatever. And others don't have the same in the, no. in the same way, right? Yeah. So that uncomfortable conversation is yeah. essentially how I arrived at creating a value mm. for my bastard communication style. Yeah.
1: Well, people are, are so used to robotic <laughs> communication. Yeah. Yeah that like anything outside of their normal patterns d- mm. you know disrupts their it disrupts their neurological patterns they don't know how to, they don't know how to respond to it
0: and there's a felt sense to it they know yeah. it's different immediately yeah. and if you come at that difference with a sense of doubt of yourself you become suspect yeah. you become pointable like excludable mm-hmm. you become irrelevant yeah. uh, you you lose your legitimacy the things that you want to say no longer have a, a value in Because you've decided to sort of interrupt the communication there isn't necessarily a flow of information Mm -hmm. so that's the kind of the shadow side of things yeah that happens all the time absolutely that's why uh, it's a lot easier for me to facilitate open dialogue with others because I know exactly how people are excluded and so I do the opposite yeah
1: so you probably, uh, you probably help a lot of people open up.
0: I do help people open up. Yeah. I'm not perfect and I make mistakes and some people think I'm a bitch.
1: Yeah. Is there anybody that doesn't make mistakes on earth? There's if so, nobody. email me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that's the reality. Like, I take a lot of risks because yeah. I don't really have a chance. I don't have a choice. I, yeah. I, do, I am like a bit of a rogue scientist sometimes with yeah. trying things then alternating yeah. trying something else because yes. you have to be yeah there is no custom fit for your rhythm doesn't quite fit and Exa- we don't know why
1: exactly <laughs> anyway. anyway so let's go back sorry to the,
0: distracted no it
1: was good yeah. you know life anyway. is like uh, I like to see it you know we have our main quest and there's all yeah. these side quests and conversations are the same thing I thank you for so, moderating yeah so we're the main conversation it. and we have the side conversation <laughs> but I wanted to know more about like you switching your identity and kind of like looking at your your i guess history and present in the mirror Mm. and going from christianity to to studying philosophy Mm. and where did you go from there like that that was obviously how you started to change how you saw yourself which Mm -hmm. which eventually changed yourself and it still is today oh absolutely
0: like um well, I went through the withdrawal of the medication mm-hmm. because I wanted to do that. And yes. that's a significant piece of this journey.
1: Yeah. It's
0: a significant moment. It's... it, I was living where I didn't feel my fingernails or see clouds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I could see clouds and feel my fingernails. Yeah. But that's like... That's a very subtle way to describe... I've heard others describe like... Well, I guess the bipolarity. Yeah. The good dragons and bad oh, yeah. dragons.
1: I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. That, and it, but sure. it all arrived yeah.
0: for me. Yeah. That arrived. So I had about six months of real adjustment. Mm-hmm. And when you take a drug that suppresses your dopamine, it's your body's used to overproducting overproducing just naturally to compensate for the block, right? So it's yeah. trying to produce yeah. dopamine even though it doesn't do it very well to start with. But it's trying to do it, and then so it masks, and when you take off...
1: Your foot? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what happens is when that drug is stopped... Now, first of all, I do not condone an unsupervised change in psychiatric drugs. It is extreme. It is difficult. It is uh, not... It is not doable well if you don't have the right supports in place and it's dangerous. Yes. However, um, that's a long time ago. And so I was on a small dose and I did withdraw and there was a short time frame where I had to adjust to life with more feeling, a lot more.
1: Daryl, just like if anybody's listening who is thinking about getting out their medications, you have to like... Talk to whoever gave you them, whether it's your doctor or your psychiatrist. Yeah. And they, they're usually, I mean, depending on your symptoms and stuff and where, where your head's at, where your mm. mind's at, yeah. they're usually pretty good at, like, helping you wean off. But, like, they'll monitor you. Yeah. They need support. They'll wean you off to make sure it's safe. Yeah. We
0: need more supports for that type of thing. We need more yeah. talking that way. We need to talk mental health in that way. Like, yeah. I didn't have an identity to mental health symptoms. I had neurological disorder. That's... For me, it was... Okay, and yeah. so, I think the identity... You think that helped? I think it did. Yeah? I never saw a psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah. I never did. Yeah. I wasn't... I didn't have that stigma, necessarily.
1: I mean, essentially, pretty much most mental illness is a neurological disorder. It's in the brain.
0: You know, they can't even point to where depression happens. Yeah. Like, they can't actually pinpoint yeah. precision. So... There's a lot more I, f- I wonder about these things. And like my mm-hmm. relationship with the, the transition and the identity was, uh, I was... I couldn't have... I didn't get a lot of enjoyment from life. Mm-hmm. I couldn't relate to others. I wanted to be the type of person... I, I saw and experienced people mm-hmm. who entered a room... And who were able to positively affect others. Who were able to leave others feeling good when they left. Yeah. And I envied that. I remember thinking, I wish I could do that because I always would mess up. I was stumbling socially all the time. In every direction. And I remember thinking, I wish I could get to a point where I could leave people feeling good about interactions instead of the opposite.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And that was like when I was probably like in middle school, <laughs> you know, yeah. like
1: it all starts the question, right? Yeah, and then it does. You start to figure. And, out and the I'm, I'm
0: an incubator, so like I wanted to start surfing ten oh. years ago, and I just found a discount discount surfboard. So within one week, I got dumped on text. Okay, I'd been waiting for stuff to happen this summer, and within one week, I had my wetsuit and my board, and I was booked in for a lesson. Did you go? I did. Was it awesome? I've caught waves.
1: Yeah, right on. You that's know? awesome. Yeah. I'm doing it. I yeah. went to
0: Lawrence Town. I spent the yeah. day and I loved it. And I decided to be a surfer because I decided to be a runner. Yeah. Because I decided to be a human being. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel like I'm uh, on a pulpit, but that's what happened. No, that's I can good. decide I want to be a surfer. Yeah. I can decide I want to be an artist. Yes. I can decide that yeah. I want to be single. Yes. I can decide that I want to feel free. Yes. And that I can love my life just like everybody else. Yes. That's the only thing I did different. Exactly. And everything else, after you figure that out, changes. Your ability to decide what you want, where you're going, and how you're getting there changes because you're no longer limiting yourself.
1: Exactly. And you
0: have to take that initial risk. Yeah. Can I just talk one other, like this transformations word is really important because as I start to like meditate on just that word itself, all the significant moments come out. Yeah. And I have a hard time remembering it. So there's a lot of trauma, right? Yeah. My memory's uh, a little bit sporadic and scattered. Yeah. So that's why I suggested more questions to you to ask me. Because yeah. it jogs in sort of, Triggers me to share the, the 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 details that are pertinent, but anyway, um, I the the other major transformational moment that I had that I would say is more like relating to the mental health side of the yeah. symptoms that I had, like the having a chronic neurological condition, having Tourette syndrome over time, having to be medicated, having to withdraw, having these effects, having all the it compounds over time, right? You get tired, you get worn out a bit. You're carrying this thing, it's affecting you, you yeah. know, relationships change, things that are stressful. And I'm like standing in my I'm standing in my home. I have a beautiful home. I have a beautiful family. I have the right things on Facebook. It looks good. Everything looks perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I the right things on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Sorry.
0: It's, but that's how it is sometimes. I know, that's why I, <laughs> okay? that's why I
1: laughed. Because like, people, you know, people can portray themselves as one way, well, e- not even on Facebook in, and in person, too.
0: Unintentionally creating avatars of ourselves. Yeah. And unintentionally creating a shallow
1: offering. Yeah. yeah.
0: Not even consciously aware of how we're truncating our connections with each other. Yeah. We don't talk anymore. No, Like, we really don't. And it's a problem. But anyways. We talk why. at
1: each other, not to each other. That's it. Yeah. If
0: I tell you I'm having a horrible time, you're going to find a way to beat it.
1: Yeah. And not I'll, you. Yeah.
0: But the general you. Yeah. And I have found reason enough to stick my foot in that door and say, I'm not going to misrepresent things. So, language is important. Anyway, I think I might so have jumped around. Did again. you...
1: Um, I wanted to talk about <sighs> how... You, That's a key thing that comes up, seems to be, when I'm having these podcasts, is the deciding for yourself. Yes. Because for me, I mean, I decided what I wanted for myself. (laughs) I wanted to be healthy, happy, and free. Mm. And all of a sudden, I start putting in the action to make it happen. Mm. The right people came along the way to help me along the journey. Yeah. And I accepted their help. Yes. And I... I, I'm in that Face. Accepted new, accepted change. You, yeah. you know, you embrace the unknown. You embrace that darkness, which is really just like you know. I see it as a canvas. Mm-hmm. The unknown and the darkness, like stepping into something new, is a canvas, a blank canvas, and it's waiting for you to paint it. And you can paint it into whatever you want. Totally. And, yeah. It's all about deciding for yourself, and that's just a key thing. It's like all I did was decide for myself, and I, I, I honestly realized the power of my own mind.
0: That's the thing. Yeah. And and when you start. To allow yourself to realize the power of your own mind and and start to even like dance with the concepts of neuroplasticity yes I mean it's it's tremendous
1: yeah (laughs) a lot of my research I mean I I love learning I think learning is awesome and Mm. obviously if you want to make life interesting start learning totally and because you'll learn forever and if you 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 tell yourself
0: that you're not a good learner or you can't learn yeah that's you are the person that we're talking to. Yeah. Because if you're talking that, it's because you're limiting yourself about learning, which means your subconscious needs to liberate learning. Exactly. And we need you to learn. Yeah. And if you choose to learn, your community will benefit. Yeah. If you choose to say to yourself that if you've talked about learning mm. in a negative way to yourself, that you just change the words that you use to reflect a better possibility, like, on yourself yeah. that's actually what i did was so, just i never had access to athletics i yeah. never had anything no inclination towards i just decided because i thought why not
1: me exactly and
0: then i did it because i started to talk i kept my rent my shoes close to the door i never ran at a gym i didn't pay one registration fee well, maybe once, I, yes, I did join the Y so I could run in the winter right. and fall off the treadmill a lot.
1: So you just decided to run to be a runner, that you were a runner? You
0: I decided I was a runner first. Yeah. When I was 220 pounds and I was just casually walking in my, okay. where I was living then, in Hillsborough, I decided I was a runner and I hit the pavement every night. walking and then I would want to walk further and then I started to run between and then I started to go like well if I keep increment if I keep increasing my increments I can do more and my endurance went up I started to experiment with my stride and all different kinds of things and so I just have done this as it's like ritual for me. Yeah. The other part of it is that my neurology benefits from regularity and routine and rituals. So yeah. I run downtown. Like that thing
1: that nerves that wire t- or nerves that fire together wire together. Yeah. The repetition keeps it yeah. like in your brain mm-hmm. and keeps that learning memory active, so oh, that's yeah. easier to access in the future. Mm-hmm. And that also works the same with habits, yeah. Such as running, mm. um, oh. reading, yeah. cooking.
0: And really beneficial it right now. There's, whenever there's a lot of uncertainty, like I usually go back to those rituals. They're anchoring. Yeah. They're things that you might forget to do when uncertainty is more present. So yeah. if you are not doing the things that you used to do that were more like that, you yeah. can bring those things back yeah. without you know so, and, and have
1: that you know, so you started to create rituals for yourself totally. so rituals such as leaving your shoes at the door well
0: just it, it's about accessibility really? for yeah. me like i like don't you know, go a place i don't go to a place to run because by the time i'd get there i'd either have something distract me or you know argue with myself okay. on the way getting ready to go somewhere is a nightmare yeah. for me not a nightmare but it takes a lot of effort for me yeah. those are the ways i have "Quote unquote," a disability. That's where I struggle. So
1: you had to create easier access for yourself. Definitely. Definitely. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cut cut out the middle the middle steps. So I I use medicinal marijuana when I run. Uh, I've always since I I just find that it it sort of accentuates in a bit. So Mm -hmm. and because I use it and it's what the doctor suggests, it helps. You know, Um, I've done that. Just a micro dose. One one. Whatever. And then uh, when I run, it's just like, I don't want to have to pack a bag. I don't want to have to do anything. I want to go. It's like a call. And when I get it, I don't, I don't argue. I answer the call because I know exactly where the call's coming from.
1: Exactly. I need to be out there. Mm.
0: And that's how it happens in my brain. I decided I was going to be a runner. And every time I get the call, I go, now, maybe eight times in four years, I have not gone. Yeah. But most of the time, if I don't feel it or I don't think I can do it, I go out uh, and I might walk. But the physicality of doing it yeah. has become so, a so. So
1: set it up so you can just answer the call. Yeah, that's it. I, I Within am actually a short time frame. Yeah, I'm actually writing this in the. I'm working on an ebook right now about mm. how to lose 100 pounds using only your mind. Ooh. And I, I, I break I break down like the whole thought process. Like mm. so, when we think about doing something, and I use laundry as an example. Mm. So we, picture me sitting down right here and there's clouds of like thoughts floating by my head. Mm. One's like gym, one's bike, like cycling because I like to cycle. Mm -hmm. One's music Mm. and one's work tomorrow. One's like clients I got to book and call back and Mm. they're all just floating by. And then there's one that comes along, this is laundry. And so we know through our neuro associations, which... Of these are priorities. Mm. We can choose to ignore which ones are floating by. Mm. But like if we... And then through our conscious awareness... Because all of this that I'm talking about is subconscious that's going mm-hmm. on, right? We're, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting on the couch, watching TV, reading newspaper, or talking right here. So through our conscious awareness and our conscious decision and attention, we can choose to pick one of those clouds and zoom in on them with a magnifying glass. Right. So that one being the laundry and so we pick the laundry down, bring it down. We know we need to do laundry because if I don't do laundry, I'm going to wear a mustard stained shirt to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And my client's going to not want to come back because I smell like mustard. Right. So I need to do laundry. And that creates a reason. So yeah, I connected a reason to do laundry, which drives more of an action mm-hmm. to, to make it happen. Mm. But and then I, And then which makes it easier for me, to get to actually doing the laundry and having it done mm-hmm. right and so that is a really important piece because like when we decide to do something the more reasoning and meaning we have behind it the more it's going to drive our subconscious action to actually go and do it right cuz laundry it's a it's like riding a bike it's automatic mm. if you've ever done laundry in your life i mean yeah. i I assume most people know how to do laundry mm-hmm. um if you don't then you know there's probably a google for that that's no, probably a YouTube, <laughs> a youtube video for that or whatever <laughs> but anyway so that is key what, what is what i realized and I, I really like to break things down like this because it mm-hmm. helps me like re, like just realize things more mm-hmm. and like understand it better and I think when we break down things we can simplify it mm-hmm. make things more complicated can actually help us simplify it. I agree because then
0: you, when you when you yeah. understand the elements of something, when you understand the context, the full context yeah. then you can understand how things relate to each other and it, that's the power of my yes, brain is in yeah. the really, I'm an encyclopedia of probabilities yeah. of human behavior because exactly. in studying and just sort of being there and looking is anyway, I don't know if that's relevant. I'm sorry. Well, but it is. Yeah. It's like just um, patterns and, and probabilities when you observe a certain amount of like it's it's hard to explain how I know how people tend to act in yeah. a lot of situations. It's, well, it's a very strange, but I was thinking about it today. I'm like, what makes me so apt at predicting certain things, hmm. you know? I mean. I've never really been into the sort of occult, like, psychic stuff. Yeah, psychic like stuff. So, but I'm yeah. very intuitive. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I can feel and sense things from people. And I'm... Yeah. Yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can feel emotions. I mean, if you think about it on a neurological perspective, emotions are a neurological and chemical response. Yeah. If that's in the air, you know, we could theoretically, physically feel it if somebody's in our in our, in our presence. So
0: this is the other thing. Like, when you're saying, like that like when you transform that you 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 um you have to make a decision about who you are and how you are. Yeah. There's a big difference between considering yourself to be an intuitive person and not. That's a huge personal transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because
1: Are you talking about using like considering yourself like identifying with yourself as being intuitive in order to help you versus not? I think I know what you're talking about, because, uh, like
0: uh, just just uh, well so, so okay um, what I don't want to do is sound like a crazy philosophy, like you know what I mean. I want to oh, yeah. really be able to say what I'm saying. But I, when I listen to Dave uh, Jason Silva, you ever listen to Jason Silva? Nope. He's uh, Maybe, but one of I don't these know. like Instagram.
1: Instagramians, sort of. yeah.
0: <laughs> and he talks about how we're gods and how we're mortals at the same time. Yes. And uh, that's where philosophy. Yeah. helped me to understand how big life can be when you look at it in one way and yeah. how broad and natural and chaotic, yeah. feminine yeah. and wild. And there's all these different things really are what came into me deciding how and who I was going to be. And then understanding too that I'm also, I have to be able to manage that relationship between mm-hmm. Being anchored and able to communicate yeah. in a way that's a lot more reduced and a lot more uh, truncated yeah. and
1: um, layman's terms they call it layman's terms yeah.
0: anyway. So,
1: which brings okay. So well, the laundry, <laughs> the, the laundry thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, because oh, you were talking about how you created like rituals for yourself to make it easier to access. Mm. Um, so that when you got that ring in your head to go running, that you'd mm-hmm. actually go and do it rather than... It wasn't hard. Yeah, exactly. And so what I, what I was saying is like how... The, I talked about the laundry thing, how like, you know, we have the thought that floats on by and then we can zoom in on it. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, like once we decide to do laundry, um, it's not actually our conscious mind doing going up to do laundry. It's our, it's our subconscious action. It's like riding a bike. It's mm. automatic. It, I mean, it is for most people, like I said. And... Uh, But if you don't know how to do laundry, then all of a sudden, that's where the problem is.
0: Right, because all the... Yeah.
1: So, for somebody like you who didn't know how to run or didn't know how to do anything to to run or whatever, or for me, I didn't know how to eat better or Mm -hmm. work out more efficiently. Right, right. Or know about learning neuroplasticity and all that yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to create these rituals or these new subconscious habits and patterns. Mm. You have to learn them and ingrain them in your subconscious, and they become automatic. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, what you did totally with running, and that's <sighs> just sorry, one example. Story. <laughs> no, that's 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 great. But um, yeah, so that's exactly what you did. Mm. You were you. Uh,
0: I started to learn that the places where I was resisting things yeah. were really fruitful places for me to put my focus and energy on. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I did was I started to understand my thinking and my thoughts yes. by observing that. Yes. As it happened. That's so key. And Christian Mordy's writing yeah. on thoughts was really beneficial for me because yeah. he started to say that we, we stopped there. Like a tree, you say a tree is a tree. And you go, that's a tree. All right, and a discussion that's a tree. Got more stuff to do. That's a tree. Yeah. But if you really stop and understand what that does to the tree, does it not limit, like almost everything about it? Yeah. When you call it a tree, you're essentially committing. Christian Morty would have said an act of violence to call a tree a tree, yeah. because <laughs> you take that tree's identity and you decide that you are better than anything else to decide what that is, and you're that's it <laughs> right that's your opinion yeah in a sense it's yeah a projection feel, of yeah. what you believe to be now i would personally I mean, you could describe it a million ways if you're a writer
1: exactly right? yeah that's what writers and poets do and mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm.
0: and that's the thing it's like when you start to realize the way we impose ourselves on our on ourselves and on other people by limiting and by projecting. And I'm guilty. I have done this. I have had to learn this. I still catch myself doing this. Right? So.
1: Where does this all come from? Us limiting ourselves and projecting it. Like projecting ourselves onto others. Projecting our beliefs. Projecting our perception of how we think life is or life should be. Hmm. Or of how we are. I mean, um, this also brings us to, I mean, like how we see ourselves um, is actually like, kind of how not only how we see others but also how they see us mm. and also like how we one of the big lessons I've learned is um, growing up I was picked on as a kid because mm. I guess like anybody with behavioral problems and mm. all that jazz is gonna be picked on they call me a spaz and whatever mm. other stuff too and I was different, I had a different way of thinking than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Unique, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally a nonconformist. I I go against the grain. And mm-hmm. and uh, I, I found that part of that was good. And the other part was I did not see myself as my true worth and my true value. Totally. And I saw myself as lower than other people. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I must have projected something to where I... I either allowed those people in my life who actually did see me as lower than them. Yes. Or and or they um I kind of just gave that off so they actually just like they said they saw that because reflected it back. Yeah. Mm. Because like they reflected it back. I mean like you're Jordan, you're the one that says that you're lower than us subconsciously. Mm. Like so, we're gonna treat you like that. Yeah. Thing. It. And it's not never an unsaid thing. It's just something that happens. But the when I let go of that, and you know, I went through a period where I didn't even have any friends. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to when, when I was, you're yeah. transforming big.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you go through a period where you have essentially nothing. Yeah. And in order to get friends back, I had to like start believing that I could have friends and visualizing the kind of friends I did want and how mm. I saw myself. And the more I did that, the more I focused on that and re- mm. and recognized that and brought awareness that. The better friends, like I, I received, and like yeah. now I have actual, authentic friendships, mm. not people who are assholes to me. <laughs> even though we were kids, but you know what happened when we got older, teenagers, mm. and even like it into my adulthood.
0: And you know, some people are still in relationships that keep yeah. them in those places. Exactly. So without that understanding yeah. that those dynamics and those are patterns that can change, yeah. that you can decide. That they change. But that that great transformation... is true. Uh, ...is very possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you think... Like, at what oh. point did you start to see more value in yourself? Like when you... You know, you started to identify as a new you. Mm-hmm. And obviously you had to in order to make positive changes, you're going to have to start to see more value in yourself and see yourself as worth a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that kind of just flowed together? Or did you, like, have to, like, zone in on that and I think focus I had on to that prove specifically? To
0: my, I think I had to prove to myself that I yeah. had... Like, I think the degree... Getting my degree was a huge, huge uh, accomplishment. It yeah. felt like, you know...
1: Yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and excelling in it, yeah. you know, and feeling like, you know, I was passing the opportunity to go to grad school felt pretty awesome, you know? Having, yeah. having kind of an open door it felt like that you know like when are you coming back <laughs> you know like <laughs> it was a great feeling to have, uh changed my my, my, my education and mm-hmm. had educated myself but and so but then it was also quite traumatic to learn about things in a new way and, and to to kind of uh I was pretty devastated by what I learned about the world like I I was quite sheltered I think uh I didn't get to in, in a religious community, which I had become, I wasn't originally from a religious community, but you're kind mm. of sheltered and you have sort of a different, sort of almost like powdered perspective in a way. Because like I said, you've got the salvation to count on. So you're not necessarily worried about the world because you've got me. you got your salvation. You
1: got so you don't have to think about anything else. Kind yeah. of.
0: Yeah. You're not charged with the, 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 the God work. Yeah. God's got that. you're just a right so you don't have to make the judgments and understand things Mm -hmm. you're just abiding sort of by a religious context but anyway that's not really what I want my ability to actually take that on and philosophy taught me how to make better decisions yeah and I started to recognize that I was making really really bad decisions Mm -hmm. at how I and that's that is a big part
1: of and did you see where those bad decisions were going to bring you if you kept doing them type thing? Yeah. I
0: think, I, I think what I started to see was that I was subtly changing my reality yeah. as I made different decisions. Yeah. And as I started to challenge myself to make them in different ways based on different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I built some collateral. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. And I describe it a lot. Like risk taking is building a muscle. If you're mm-hmm. not used to taking risks and you're afraid of stretching yourself out too far you're not going to do it easily at first you're Mm going to lean into the unknown. So expect it to feel like shit, Mm -hmm. right? I'm sorry, but expect it to feel terrible because it does because you're leaning right into the great wide open. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Your brain is going, when you talk about pathways, it's going, you
1: don't do this all the time.
0: Like, what are you doing? What is this? And so your brain's going for all these explanations. Right? Because I was like literally leaning out my home life going I'm going to leave this because it has to be done but I'm terrified. But it's like as I did and I as I just and my mantra stay the course I've had a mantra of stay the course. Mm-hmm. Because a dear relative didn't in the past. Yeah. And then the understanding of giving up and how the darkness can take you but that you can also change what the darkness means Mm -hmm. you you can transform it and so I lost somebody really close to me because of a decision that the worth wasn't there and I established the worth it was a moment for me in the bath, in the shower. I was. I tried to start talking about it earlier, yeah. and I I forgot myself, and I got distracted.
1: <laughs> well, here we are now. There,
0: okay. Yeah. Um, which is not funny, and I'll just... Yeah. Uh, my guardian angel is my grandfather in heaven, always has been. Yes. Ever since he left the earth.
2: Yeah.
0: And there is definitely... Um, I can't really like we learn from the indigenous people that ancestors help us and we're guided and we, you know, like we have relationships with people over time and epigenetics help us to understand that trauma comes from one generation to another and mm-hmm. and I've always felt like somebody that could break patterns, could change things, could make a difference, could be the different one because I was so different, always. Yeah. Nothing ever really resonated in a way that was like, close enough that I couldn't challenge things in a way Mm -hmm. right so I was in the shower I was depressed like postpartum type of very 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 dark but like things were okay like I started to say the house was beautiful the yeah the the landscape was updated everything was working your Facebook profile was great the Facebook was good
1: yeah
0: nobody Got it. And my choice was I could feel the physicality of the sadness. I the the, the I was feeling sadness as such a physical experience mm-hmm. at that moment that I almost could even feel it like a presence in it was probably the first time I felt it in such a cerebral way, like felt sense when you're meditating, like completely connected. I just decided. I guess I remember I was reading about Glen practice uh, yeah. in meditation, where you actually willfully bring in the negative so that you can transform it into uh, an offering mm-hmm. that you make it of yourself a transformational vessel.
1: So you like and you remember an old mem- like negative memory or type thing to it transform it. It was like it a
0: feeling or? of physical pain, and I just turned my body around. And when I did that, I was, I was actually not running away from it anymore. Like yeah. if it was on a line, yeah. I was literally, I was making a decision not to run from the feeling of sadness. Yeah. And it was a really big moment for me. And I remember feeling it like that. It was just actually like I was standing facing the water and I just yeah. turned myself like that. And the, and it sounds weird, but it's that moment was a decision that I would No longer, because I was, I I think I started to realize how it, how the ball and chain feeling of being dragged down by the weight that I was carrying, Mm. by how heavy everything was feeling. Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk across even ground because of my arthritis. I had been diagnosed with arthritis and they told me that I'd have to have knee replacements at 60 and that my arthritis wouldn't get better and that I shouldn't do, I shouldn't run. Hmm. So that's when I, sorry, yeah. that's when I, see how scattered all, my memories well, are. We this, need to recapture everything this all, in a more concise way. No, this is fine. <sighs> did, did
1: this all happen in the shower? Like this realization?
0: Uh,
1: that like, realization. Yeah, where like you turned around I'm, and like faced your sadness in the, yeah. in the darkness. And then yeah. you had this like big like epiphany. I did, sounds yeah. like.
0: I've had a lot of epiphanies and, though like because... That, well, oh,
1: yeah, but that was like the pivotal moment. When, it was a huge moment yeah.
0: because I, I used my body
1: yeah.
0: as a tool to to change my to change space. It. Yes, and to to, to to sort of like motion became. Yeah, and, and and I think there was some momentum built there.
1: Do you think the met like almost the running was like metaphorical for like yeah. running towards like the new you type Absolutely. thing? Like the new I, life. I, I
0: every run. That, yeah. that that I that occurs to me every so, run. When so you set that
1: intention specific? That is what record? I'm
0: that is what I'm doing and that is in part yeah. and it's not hard for me to get out yeah. there. I've had so many people tell me how inspiring it is. Yeah. And I would be inspired by me if yeah. I was watching me. So why wouldn't I not do it? Yeah. Why wouldn't I do it? It's awesome. And, uh, you know, some people have criticized me. I've heard, oh, I would never run downtown. I'd never run on the street. People looking at you. And I'm like, you ever go in a gym and try to use a treadmill? It's a oh, nightmare. Yeah. And yeah. I can run outdoors, fresh air, yeah. no matter when in the year, except in the harsh of winter. Exactly. I'll be happy there's a YMCA with yeah. the,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> a track this year. Oh, right and on. Yeah. yeah. build a new one. That's, That's right. It. That's it. Yeah. awesome. Anyway. But, yeah, so I just, I do it. I... I get the call and I go and and it started with using my body and really, I would say the major transformation over time has been in learning that this body is the best gift I've ever had and I can use it in ways that I never understood.
1: Absolutely.
0: And and I'm learning so much more. I'm so excited.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Because
0: what I'm learning is that I've always been in survival mode because the learning happened in a way that was was kind of in survival mode, right? Like I yeah. didn't necessarily get taught to in a way that was favorable for my learning style. Yeah. It's story of generation, and yeah. <laughs> uh, my generation, That's the kids like me, right? Yeah. And so, in any case, um, the learning came later because I started to put myself out there yeah. to learn. Yeah.
1: I was going to ask you, the radio analogy? Right. That
0: the body is, that that the body, that I can tune the body into the station that I am identified to. Meaning, right? So I don't need words for it, but I know who I am and I know what I am about. Yes. And sometimes, because I have an awkward relationship with my community because of my weird rhythm. Okay? Different beats. Yeah. That that relationship affects how I... How I do things.
1: I, I love that radio analogy because I mean, I, I even like talk about how, you know, when I started to change my mind, it's really just about like tuning your thoughts.
0: It is. It is. And once you actually get it, it's like when you're not in flow, you're just not on the right station. Yeah. And you just got to go back to where you are. But yeah. the first thing you need to do is define who you are in that space. Yeah. And in order to define who you are in that space of authenticity yeah. is by taking the chances, the yeah. leap of faith yeah. to, to to and I think that the the opportunities in that are in the obstacles or in the resistance. So if the negative narrative is I'm not an artist or if it's the op- if it's I I wish I could do art or I wish I could that or whatever it is that's a negation about something that you can't like there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to write a book I don't know how I'm going to do it
1: you're just going to do it I'm
0: going to write a book because the whole world talks to me about the book I'm going to write so I'm not going to I am suffering while I have not written that book but I know that I'm going to write a book
1: that's how you can start your book
0: well, right th- it's true. <laughs> I got to say, like, yeah. I, like I will advocate for people who need an advocate. Yeah. Like I will always try to hear people who mm-hmm. feel invisible. Mm-hmm. I, these are things that I can't, but anyway, it's um, I might
1: just tuning so
0: I'm, I'm having a hard it's actually too late at night for me to keep organized. I'm. It's okay. it's, I'm struggling. I just want to ask
1: you a couple more sorry. questions. No, I don't, don't even it. worry about yeah, it. Okay, you're it's just, be like, able to, yeah. You're just yeah, it's all good. No stress whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions sure. about that. So the radio analogy is mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, where was, it, where was I going to go <laughs> now? Jeez, I forget. Um, oh, but I was going to ask you. Back to that running thing because mm-hmm. I, I don't know running seems to be like this analogy. I love analogies. Yeah, me love, too. I love like metaphors and all that. Stuff. I mean, me I'm a musician. I'm, I write poetry, and yeah. lyrics, and stuff. But so running, I mean, I think I feel like some people could like maybe like you running towards something, running towards their new goal, and use that as like a, a sort of intention and tool. Because mm-hmm. I'm all about like setting intentions. Totally. It's such like an important thing. Like if you adding meaning to things that you're doing affects the outcome physically Mm. and like even just in situations like Mm. because it's gonna drive you more it's gonna like lay out things more yeah it's true and so i feel like when you have the intention of when you're running that you're running towards something Mm. that's really good but i just occurred to me while you were saying that earlier um i feel like some people could run and use that as a way not even realize that they're running from something yeah. Like yeah. They, maybe they're like addicted to running. Yes, actually, and like, that's true too. And they're like running from something. <laughs> I think so. And I mean, that's just that you could do that with other healthy things. Yes. Like, but that's just what came to mind. Yeah,
0: it's true. I think yeah. so. Like, yeah, I mean, I've actually asked myself that question only because I have the, the, I do lean towards, I have to make sure that I manage my uh, instant gratification. And that's one of the ways that I parent myself all the time yeah. and my son. We know that there is there is a tendency, you know, when there's that sort of grab for dopamine. If you don't have it, it's maybe looking at an iPad or it's looking at my phone. You know, like yeah, that stuff is important. Yeah. And, and and as I've learned about... Anyway. Dopamine
1: and how to like control your dopamine? Or? Exactly. Yeah. Is that
0: you really do need to... Push and I think even not not even not just people with like atypical dopamine.
1: Yeah.
0: Generally, we're quite addicted. addicted so, to in society. There's a lot, There's of, a stuff, lot of addiction. Yeah.
1: Checking your phone is you're, you're not checking for notifications. You're check. You're. Reaching for a dopamine, you're reaching for a fix. Yeah, and
0: that's it. And yeah. when you reach for a fix, your brain is actually physically creating the fix. Yeah. And it's not different than ticking and stimming for uh, that. That's the other thing. I, I see. I had my disclaimer earlier, and I don't even think I said the thing that I wanted to disclaim. <laughs> okay? It's okay. That's the reality. So here it comes. Here it is at the end. You, but like, I can't is. speak for people with autism. No. I don't even know if I said it right. You that's the reality, it. right? Yeah. But stimming and ticks, to me, they're like. Two similar things. People who have autism are are comforted by having water and touching water, whatever it is, or lights or different things that create that experience of dopamine.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Creates it. it. It brings it. The tick helps you to create the dopamine by breaking the compounding of your energy.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So it isn't unlike like this. Oh, no, I haven't done that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful not to start taking new ticks. Yeah. But like that I did in school. Well, I get a rush. My body gets a rush of dopamine when I do that.
1: Yeah. So like that's like a Actually,
0: that...
1: <sighs> it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going by gonna... not
0: taking am I cr- increasing my depression by suppressing my ticks? Yeah. I just had this realization.
1: Yeah.
0: When I stopped taking the meds for ticks, I stopped ticking. But I would say that I'm more, I have a harder time to keep my thoughts organized. And I wonder if I started ticking, if I would find it easier to communicate if I ticked first.
1: Maybe. Maybe that's it. I wonder if that's why I blinked. Yeah, maybe. Like to kind of create that dopamine response. and yeah. I also had a breathing thing for a bit too. I find
0: breathing is an important thing to think about when we talk yeah. about the spectrum too. I wonder if the neurology actually uh, encourages us to stop and hold our breath. Yeah. And I think intentionally creating breathing yeah. that's healthy. And we do it here in, the ho- in our home all the time. Yeah. Uh, and use mindfulness too. And it's... It,
1: it, well, have you ever heard of... Uh, for, what's the name of it um screen apnea where you like hold your breath when you're like looking at, anticipating a message Ah. Where, like, so when you're like reading a message you hold, you hold your breath you're typing, right. like, when you're looking through facebook you hold your breath because you're like you hold your breath on like, you anticipation it's like a natural fight or flight response. Totally. um totally. but yeah so Ooh, that's like yeah, that's one true. thing too totally. but it, i think yeah. it's all about like creating more serotonin experiences hmm. which is what you, you know it's family connection but I'm, um, yeah for sure were you gonna say something well i just
0: definitely i'm super super tr- in chargely interested in seeing how if i actually ticked on purpose like if i allowed myself to, i don't tick because well, i don't feel like i have to but i might benefit from on,
1: it well maybe <laughs> Maybe that's like a deep thought. Sorry, yeah, it's
0: on your podcast. I dropped you a deep thought, a it's random like a, deep thought. Well, that's what this podcast all is my for. friends will tell you. I yeah. never do that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs>
1: yeah. No, that's really deep because I mean, I think you, you would have, You, I don't think you knew you were doing that because you felt like you needed to you subconsciously mm-hmm. did it, right? You, um, I, I feel like I,
0: when I was cause... more free with ticking, yeah. that I had less. Of the ADHD symptoms. Yeah. Maybe. maybe yeah. Anyway, just a thought. That just would a make sense I mean, if it... But that's how stuff comes to me. Like I'm in dialogue. Yeah. I'm learning yeah. from others. I'm challenging. I'm pushing the boundaries. But
1: ultimately they say like you know the more balanced a life we live and like the more serotonin we have. Yeah. And, st- and can stabilize. Mm. Um, not the more serotonin because there's an excess. But the balance of ser if There's a balance of serotonin. Yeah. And that means like our family's balanced, mm. our social connection, totally. our, we're exercising, we're mm. eating well, we're feeling accomplished, like, mm. you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we're becoming the best version of ourselves, like totally. we're, we're striving towards that. And we're not going to need these little things that help, that kind of like fill the gap for something. Fill the gap. Dopamine. Because dopamine responses can either be, can either fill the gap. Or they can be an ornament. Mm. You know, because like, I mean, I love chocolate. Mm. But sometimes I use it as an ornament on my tree. And sometimes I use it to fill the gap. That's true. And you a, know the, the difference the when you're doing it, don't you? You do. Because you, you have that thought and you know inside. Yeah. Like it's just and it, it's about recognizing that. Totally. And kind of like I think part of um, not doing dopamine habits, whether it's smoking or because mm. all the smoking sugar food ticks pretty much everything's dopamine response like any, yeah. checking your phone mm. um, the more kind of you know you're doing good the when you, you don't feel like that yeah and I think that's why when I started to take care of my crap mm-hmm. I felt naturally like doing those less because I didn't totally. need them anymore because I was more balanced mm. I was like I actually had the real mm. authentic, Drug, yes, which is lasting and forever. The mm-hmm. serotonin, totally, which is my family, friends, sense of self, yeah, all that good stuff. Mm. And then you can enjoy these little dopamine fixes together, yeah. And some of them are unnecessary, mm. like I think my ticks were unnecessary, yeah. Um, you know, smoking is unnecessary, totally, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff. Yeah. And some of them can like be, I think,
0: yeah, I think it, it also, uh, is an interesting, brings up an interesting point for me that like, uh, autism and the spectrum, we sort of, it, it, depending on who you talk to, it's not necessarily limits to, uh, biology, right? It's a culture. It's an identity in of itself Mm -hmm. for the people that have kind of grown. And, uh, So how, uh, how you transition into sort of the autonomy of the experience and owning it, right? It's, I think some people see it as pathological, like as though it's a condition Hmm. and others choose to break that mold altogether. And I find myself more comfortable not seeing the neurology as a disorder or as a pathology mm-hmm. um maybe a consequence of stress over time maybe yeah. maybe even in, maybe generational stress like yeah. you know but it's i i do think that we can also um things don't have to be good or bad all the time mm-hmm. you know, I know there, you there's mean. a real like you can really give yourself a lot more freedom yeah. by thinking the way you suggested in yeah. that knowing why you're choosing something becomes a really powerful observation.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Because
0: you could go, I'm going to do this thing that's bad for me and I'm going to do it. Like, I've been drunk twice in my life because I just don't like the feeling of like yeah. how that feels. Yeah. But like, I'm going through kind of just a feeling of like healing. Yeah. And a phase of rest. Yeah. After a lot of burnouts. And I got by mistake, I didn't know I would, but I got day drunk by accident.
2: Okay, <laughs> Yeah.
0: and then I just like realized I had drank too much. I went to bed, Probably a lot slept of it off, listening. woke up and had a hangover in the same day, yeah. and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah.
1: I loved it. <laughs> I think it's happened to a lot of people <laughs> in the past, at least. So when I drank, I did that for sure. Yeah, but it's but, just. Yeah
0: it's like I can celebrate that too oh, absolutely. whereas previously I would go kind of like oh my god look at you now like yeah. you're like sitting on your deck by yourself having a beer you're not even thinking about how much beer you're drinking and then you're like what if something had happened what if somebody had come by and wanted to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> like you know <laughs> <a> previous <laughs> thinking issues. anyway yeah but you can celebrate things freely yes when you allow yourself the fullness of who you are meaning yeah. I'm, I'm I've been a dirtbag. Yeah. I've have been you know, had, I've had moments where I was a dirtbag and yeah. now I've had moments where I had to say, "Wait a minute. I have to say that I count two here." Yes. And I have to decide that. Yep. And I have to own that, and that just stinks when you haven't done that. That exactly. is hard stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all been in those moments like those highs and lows. And like, I used to and... be
0: so My relationships with other people and successful conversations were the most important thing for me. Mm. There's, I defined myself by the successes that I had, and there were so few of them. Mm. However, when I decided that I mattered too, and that the value that I had was that I interrupt this weird status quo.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's awesome. Yeah, right. That's actually how you make changes. Like, if you want to change a bad behavior, Mm -hmm. you do you interrupt the pattern. Yeah, and what has
0: this culture done to earn any? More than what I have to say.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: What has proven the dominant status quo? What has proven to me that Hollywood culture has more for us than what I have to say about growing up as the person that had to watch Mm -hmm. from the sidelines and had to decide to exist in a matter, despite Mm -hmm. the community that. Really made me feel like I never would. Exactly. Okay? Now, I'm not blaming people. Yeah. But that's what it's like.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. And the decision to become something of value Mm -hmm. within that structure Mm -hmm. inspires the people that you are inspired
1: by. Exactly.
0: That's what's happening to me right
1: now. That's good. The people (laughs) that
0: I'm connecting to are the people that I'm inspired by. Yes. And the people that value me are the people that I'm inspired
1: by. Exactly. And, and that's what I want have on.
0: those things because I decided to matter. Yes. And I didn't have them before. Yes. I was the girl with the car.
1: Yes. Because you decided. That's good. But
0: I was I had decided I'd just be the girl with the car. Yeah. But now, I'm the girl with the surfboard and people to hang out with. Hell but, yeah. Right? Yeah. And this and is it's just, just the beginning, right? This it is just the beginning. Just beginning. Yeah.
1: This goes on for as long as you wanted to.
0: Right. And right. it's it's... It's it's really really uh, it's it's powerful and it's for everybody. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. It's just that we decide it's not for us. Mm-hmm. I think people mm-hmm. decide that they can't and then they don't. But what if you did?
1: Or you can let other people decide for you, which is yeah. a form of That's deciding.
0: True enough. Yeah, deciding. You're right. It, it is deci- actually it's, it to not decide is definitely. To
1: yes. Decide. Yes. Oh, to stay silent and I've not been on decide. Both sides. Yeah. Like really. Yeah.
0: In, like it's it's. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's building muscle, it's building, it's failing so that you can learn, uh, from where you hit the pavement.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And like you said at the beginning, I don't even know if it was recorded or not, but I was like, how, you know, I don't know if we're recording it before this, but, um, how we go through these highs and lows, but it kind of teaches us how to be comfortable in the middle. hmm you know, like we we feel like shit, mm-hmm. and we feel really elated, mm. and then that kind of like gives us some more appreciation of like being in that balanced, neutral, mm. chill state, mm-hmm. right? And I also want to say to go along with like the the radio analogy, mm-hmm. which I really like it, which I use. You know, tuning into mm-hmm. first of all tuning into your own thoughts, and then tuning into what's around you. And like another thing I'll say while I'm here is like, you know everybody and everything is fighting for your awareness and Mm. your attention and your awareness is your superpower in Mm. 2020. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you can like consciously use that to your advantage, you're winning. If you're not, if you're not deciding for yourself, other people are going to try to like steal your awareness that you can buy their product, Mm. watch their TV show Mm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or you can like use your own mind and your own creative power to Mm. create good experiences and good qualities for yourself. That's it. And so I guess I'll finish it up with um, just talking about how I think for my ADHD, for as an example, I, I think that was me not knowing how to tune my thoughts mm. and having them all over the place and not really knowing exactly how to focus them mm. properly. Mm-hmm. And... I had that profound realization one day and then I started to like implement these, I don't know, mm-hmm. protocols of neuroplasticity mm-hmm. to change that. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, these days I can control my thoughts mm-hmm. and attention way more than I could before. Yeah.
0: you build, the, you build your collateral in the process, your yeah. muscle memory for the, for what you need to do. And you, yeah. ch- you change your architecture for the way you're going to think. And neuroplasticity shows you that as long as you can edge through the stress, edge through the adjustment. It's not pathology, it's required. Exactly. That's how you know you're aligned. Yes. Is if you make a difficult decision and it is difficult, you're still on track.
1: Yes. Stay the
0: course. Exactly. Get through. And when you get through and break through, is when you start to be able to manipulate in a good way what you've learned. You've Mm -hmm. gained collateral and knowledge about how strong you can be.
2: Yes. And then you can
0: apply the same systems to other ways of changing behaviors. That's, That's
1: true. It. Yeah. Right? Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Anyway. Um, I guess I wanted to just use that ADHD radio analogy. Right. Yeah, I'll wrap it up. <laughs> no I'm not worries. trying to
0: get you to wrap it up. I'm trying to make sure I stay in tra- oh, okay, track. Okay, no. Oh, I'm oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> um, no, I, I want to use the ADHD analogy because. Um, <clears throat> I saw it as not an illness or a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I saw it as I just didn't know how to think. Yeah, I didn't know how to think. Nobody taught me how to think. Nobody thinks us. Nobody. No, nobody thinks us. Nobody teaches us how to think. We learn mm. on our own. Yeah, and we can. Some of us develop really good habits. Some of us don't. Yeah, that's it. I certainly didn't. It's about and,
0: attachment to the thoughts too, yes. right? And the way you allow them to yes. atop, the way you allow them to grow and exactly. faster. Exactly. Definitely. And I had to learn to think. And which thoughts you are? Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, you know, how do I lose weight? I thought my way out of it.
0: That's it. It's just very, very relevant. I agree with yeah. you. I thought my way out of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Organized religion. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's lots. Yes. <laughs> so, it's a great concept, and it's, uh, yeah.
1: I think if I could sum this whole conversation up, it would be like, you know... As soon as you decide something and start to, like, believe that that can happen um, and changing your thoughts, you can really become whatever and whoever you want to be. And you can change any sort of, like, physical Mm. or mental or relationship in your life. And even if it's a little bit better but still sucks a bit, Mm -hmm. it can still keep getting better.
0: You're already... But you're if you are if you are a hundred percent dark,
1: yeah.
0: And you choose to try light. You're already light more than you were.
1: Exactly. Right. So the choice yeah. is
0: you're already tapping in. You're manifesting the minute you decide.
1: That's right.
0: And all you need to do is grow, in the new pathway. Yes. And so yeah. it really does flip right there.
1: Mm-hmm. That actually reminds me of something. So there's you know times we're in the flow state and we're doing really good, mm. and we're in that mental state where everything you know we're thinking good like Mm. feeling good feeling healthy sleeping well and all that stuff Mm. and then we might fall off track but if we can like remember and tune in to how we felt during that time and try to remember what were we doing when i was doing really well my Mm. relationships career hobbies and so on how was i feeling what was i thinking what emotions was I going through if we can go back to that And try to remember it and then implement it in the current moment. Yes. Then we can recreate that scenario. And so that we can kind of use that in our current situation. So we can improve that. Mm-hmm. And we can improve it from there if we kind of have that intention to do totally. so. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps it up. Do you have anything else you want to add today? or um, Do you want to read the poem?
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I guess the other thing that I was going to say was, I guess this is, this is really good to follow up on what you're saying about thoughts and how, so Rumi, I um, studied mindfulness with the uh, Iris Center in Fredericton, and they're amazing. And so this is, both of these poems came to me when I was learning how to think as well, or... Learning different
1: ways of thinking.
0: I don't like to think that there's one right way of thinking, but <laughs> that's the thing
1: about thought, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So no, these poems are a good way to end it. So yeah. Should, yeah, read them up.
0: So the guest house by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor welcome and entertain them all even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture still treat each guest honorably he may be clearing you out for some new delight the dark thought the shame the malice meet them at the door laughing and invite them in be grateful for what comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond
1: I like that. Me too. It wraps up to everything we were talking about. True enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's is there another one there?
0: The other ones, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's about what the wound can teach, and childhood friends by Rumi. Um. And I'm like in the middle of it when I. I'm I'm reading from sort of midway down because it's very long. He took out the mirror from his robe where he was hiding it. This is a conversation between friends. What is the mirror of being? Non-being. Always bring a mirror of non-existence as a gift. Any other present is foolish. Let the poor man look deep into generosity. Let the bread see a hungry man. Let kindling behold a spark from the flint. An empty mirror and your worst destructive habits. When they are held up to each other, that's when the real making begins. That's what art and crafting are. A tailor needs a torn garment to practice his expertise. The trunks of trees must be cut in again so that they can be used for fine carpentry. Your doctor must have a broken leg to doctor. Your defects are the way that glory gets manifested. Whoever sees clearly What's diseased in himself begins to gallop on the way. There is nothing worse than thinking you are well enough. More than anything, self-complacency blocks the workmanship. Put your vileness to a mirror and weep. Get that self-satisfaction flowing. Okay, it's getting like pretty... He's quoting Satan. Anyway, Satan thought, I'm better than Adam. (laughs) And that better than still is strong in us. Your stream water may look clean, but there's unstirred matter on the bottom. Your sheet can dig a side channel that will drain that waste off. Trust your wound to a teacher's surgery. Flies collect on a wound and cover it. Those flies of your self-protecting feelings, your love for what you think is yours. Let a teacher wave away the flies. And put a plaster on the wound. Don't turn your head. Keep looking at the bandaged place. That's where the light enters you. Mm. And don't believe for a moment that you are healing yourself.
1: Mm, That's deep. Ain't it? Yeah, I'm going to put the... the... (laughs) The text of that mm. in the show notes. Yeah, it'd be great. And I feel I feel like much. I kind of felt like I needed to hear that too. Yeah,
0: good. Yeah. It uh, I uh, allowing my body to be real
1: yeah.
0: and really useful. I can read a poem and feel the energy that the poet had in yeah. creating it.
1: Yeah, I feel you there. I mean, think it, as an artist myself. Yeah, I mean. He, I I noticed that with all types of art. Right. You can and so if you to, don't know that yeah. that's
0: what you are, if you don't know that you're an artist and you're talking negatively about yourself, then it's like that experience of blissful, of felt bliss, you return that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. That thought kept me from... Feeling something so beautiful as being able to look at a tree and appreciate it for what it is, without yeah. having anything else come in. That yeah. moments like that can be taken, because I realized how much they're stolen.
1: That's true, right? Yeah. So
0: it's very powerful. Is to powerful. understand your wound. Yeah. And to give it value.
1: Wow. Sorry. Yeah. Poetry no.
0: has to be a part of it. Yes. and I, I can't write like Rumi.
1: I love that. But yeah. I,
0: I have a way of like curating things to help explain feelings and things that are maybe less tangible. Uh, it's, I, so yeah, it's, Rumi's awesome. There's like so many different yes. ways that yeah. we can experience art in the body. That's but beautiful. It's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Rachel, thank you so much Thanks. for talking to me today. Yeah. It was great. I feel like we can talk a lot more. <laughs> About a lot of other things. Yeah, cause I Because so, you're too. such like an intelligent person. Mm. And like I really understand you. Mm. And a lot of things you say like I totally resonate with. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And mm. I love the way like you articulate like, and say and describe certain things. Mm. Because like it's just like it brings in a new perspective. And when yeah. you have a new perspective on something, it kind of like, you know, almost like it creates something new mm. even though it's the same thing.
0: And... I learned to travel without leaving,
1: yeah.
0: and, and and that I think was in recognizing that everything is new unless, I, unless I, everything is always actually new, including me. So that's true. It's important to uh, to see that a lot of what we believe gets handed down to us. That's right. So in the decision making, you're we decide to, changing history yeah. essentially.
1: Thank you so much, as always, for listening to Best Interest Radio. If you like listening to the show, please leave an iTunes review. And if you'd like to, you can leave a donation using the PayPal link in the description to support my vision, which I believe is also our vision of creating a better world in our best interest. And be sure to subscribe for future episodes. And if you want to find me on social media, my Instagram handle is bestinterest.com me which is pretty much the same all around.